Well, welcome to Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with John Humphrey. And John, John is a seasoned entrepreneur, an author, and well-known for his uh, revenue, is, is a revenue generation expert. He's an expert at implementing systems that generate passive income, not only for his own company, but also for his clients worldwide. Uh, in 2002, uh, John left New York, uh, his New York lifestyle as a high-paying consultant in pharmaceutical industry, and he came to San Diego with his wife, Michelle, and started the new business, the Effortless Living Institute, and we're going to talk about that as well today. Uh, uh, since, since then, they've built and sold multiple companies in healthcare, coaching, infinite banking, luxury, short-term vacation rental, and Internet of Things Helium Network. We're going to talk about that as well. And I don't know where he found the time, but he also wrote three books, and he's speaking on stage worldwide. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much. Great to be here. Great to be here. Well, so, um, yeah, so you were... I'm going to go right into it because I think one of the interesting things is that you have a very comfy job as a high paying consultant in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I, I did some of that as well. I did some of these uh, gigs here in San Diego in San Francisco uh, with, you know, Gilead and stuff like that. So okay. kind of like, I really enjoy that. And yeah, very high, highly paid and all very cushy and it's very comfortable and it takes some effort to to leave New York, go to San Diego, start a new business, and uh, you know. So that's I want to understand how you have the guts uh, to to do this, and how can other people do something similar? Great. Well, yeah, we can start with that because you know it's a it's a great question. I get that question quite a bit. Going well, what made you not only uh, quit your job and, and go out on your own and do something in a completely unrelated field. But then you actually moved from one side of the country to another side of the country where you don't even know anybody to start almost like a brand new life. Like, how did you do that? And I will tell you, um, I was, a, you know, I started at a college. I went to Boston University. I studied science. I actually wanted to be a dentist and I went through pre-med and then I halfway through college, I'm going, I don't like taking tests. I don't like science. I don't want to memorize things. Like I just, there's no way I was going to go through like. And I don't want to put my fingers in people's mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I'm never going to survive it. Like I don't even like school. Like I yeah. just was there for me. So I took my biology degree. I went into uh, medical device sales at a college. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get into making money and everybody's like, Hey, you're really good at talking to people. Why don't you go into medical device, take your biology degree, do that. And I did that for years. And then I got, I, I left that kind of industry and I went into the pharma industry because I was back in New York and in uh, mid New Jersey, like in the middle of New Jersey, where that's where all the pharmaceutical companies are. And I got mm. recruited to work for a, uh, a consulting firm that took all the prescription data in the world, compiled it and then sold it back to the drug industry so they could do market research and pay their salespeople. Oh. A really, really big cushy job, you know, high six <laughs> figures company car, American Express card, expense account, you know, um, country club membership. It couldn't have been any cushier. And so what yeah. I did was I was negotiating multi-million dollar contracts for data. And I would sit in these boardrooms and everything. And I'm sitting with all these executives and I'm doing this for a couple of years now. And I'll never forget one of the times I'm in this boardroom, there's about 20 executives. I'm with 
my boss, we're sitting here, we're negotiating this big $15 million contract wow. with one of the J&J companies. And I just remember everybody's yelling at each other, going back and forth. And I'm sitting there and I remember thinking to myself, this is the stupidest job in the world. Like, this is so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, John, it was like a voice in my head going, John, what are you doing here? Like, what are you, is this what you're going to do with the rest of your life? Like it was, I saw people bickering over almost nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just was like, I can't see myself doing this now. I'm only like 28, 29 years old. So I'm not like 40 years old this time. I'm like, wow, John. But then a little voice in my head goes, well, John, don't be an idiot. Like how many people <laughs> in your position at your age has yeah. this opportunity? Yeah. And so I was engaged at the time to my wife and I grew up with an entrepreneurial household. My dad actually owned his own pharmaceutical education company. So he was in the pharma education company in the industry. He did that for years. He never yeah. had a job. He always had his own business. And so I was always in that entrepreneurial kind of around. So I decided, so this was the funny thing. So people say, well, you know, how did you make this leap? And I said, you know what? I said, um, I want to really, I want to go out and, and I want to inspire people to get out. I think everybody should have their own business. Like I, I still, to this day, I beg people to just go out and start something on your own. Doesn't have to be yeah. full-time, but you live in a country here that affords you the opportunity to own yeah. a business. Yeah. There's plenty of countries in the world where you can't. Um, you get it here. And it's interesting because only 3% of Americans own a business. And all, you know, and only Is it that low, really? Wow. It's, that's it. 3% yeah. of Americans, 1% of Canadians own a business. That's it. It's, it's a crazy little club because mm -hmm. in order to have your own business, you got to be a little nuts. I will tell you because it just bucks against everything that you're taught, which is from the time you grow up, you're taught to go out and go to school and study and then go to a good secondary school, go to college, get a degree, get a job. Like we're taught this, like that was my generation. I'm 52 years old. Like that was my generation. I was drilled from the time I was probably eight, nine years old, I was drilled, work your butt off and get into a good college. That yeah. was it. It was never, you know, uh, grow up and have your own business. Yeah. It was always like, be conventional. Um, and so I, you know, my wife and I got introduced to a, like a personal development speaker at the time. And he, I really loved his message. And I had some great sales and marketing acumen. And I said to him, I said, listen, I'll do a deal with you. I said, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to write all your seminars. I will produce everything. And, and this was our first business and it was all geared around helping people start businesses. And so get this, this was the funniest story. So people say, well, how'd you make this transition? Well, the transition was this. I didn't want to just have a little consulting business. I wanted to make millions. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? So I had this idea. Why don't we do an infomercial? Wow. Infomercials were huge back then. This was like the yeah. late 90s, right? Infomercials were everywhere. And, and so my wife used to work with Tony Robbins. And through his network, whatever, we found that we found somebody who produced infomercials and was really close to Tony Robbins, this whole thing. And so ended up having a meeting, we ended up raising $800,000 to do an inform infomercial project. We had some of our money in there, we had investor capital. 
we're going to go do this thing. We went out to Los Angeles. We got a studio. We had director, writer. We produced this, like, it was a great product. And it was the effortless, it was effortless prosperity. This was the name of our first okay. product. And it was going to be this infomercial product. And we raised all this money and long, make a long story short, this was May of, this was uh, spring of 2002. Mm-hmm. We had just moved out to California in April of 2002. And then we're getting married in May of 2002. So a month wow. later, we flew back to New York <laughs> to get married with all of our friends. And little did everybody know that a week before our wedding, we launched this infomercial. Everybody knew what we were doing. And basically, the infomercial did not work. Not wow. only did it not work, we only sold like seven units. Wow. Out of, like We thought we were going to sell like 7,000. We sold seven. And we ended up raising more money. Long story short, we lost about $800,000 in a film project. We're out in California, living off credit cards, no jobs, no income. And this is how we started our world being an entrepreneur. Wow. So I could teach everybody not what to do, how to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so, like It was like the most disastrous of disaster how you can start a business is what we did. That was it. Well, no, no infomercial on infomercial for me. All right. I'm thinking yeah, no infomercial. <laughs> I will, I won't be able to teach you how to do an infomercial, but here was the cool thing. The cool thing was about it. It was that at that time we had to become very resourceful. So here, my wife and I are living in San Diego. We have a beautiful three bedroom condo in Del Mar. We're mm-hmm. driving BMWs. Like we're living like we're millionaires. But in the inner world, not only do we not have any money, we're $800,000 in the hole of liquid yeah. debt. <laughs> so here was the interesting thing. So people say, well, what did you do, John? Did you go bankrupt? And the answer is no. What we did is we got really intentional and we're like, listen, there is always a way to get out of here. There's, there's, there's going to be a way that we kept doing this and we were putting on workshops and we were putting on seminars and stuff. And then this was the most interesting thing at one of our workshops. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have like 50, 100 people in the room and only 12 people showed up this workshop. And we're going, oh man, we're going to be doing a three-day event with 12 individuals in the room. And here's what happened. One of those individuals at the end of the three days said, hey, can I sit down with you and Michelle? Said, sure. We sat down and we talked. He goes, listen, um, you had this infomercial product. You you talked about your story and everything. And whatever happens with all that? I said, well, we still have a warehouse in the Midwest filled of like 2000 units that are sitting there. And he goes, here's what he goes, here's my offer. He goes, I like, I would like to resell all that. And how about I do this? How about you sign over your inventory, sign over your notes, and I will take care of everything. You're out, but I will. So we didn't make any money. He just took it over. Yeah. And in that one conversation on that one day, we were out of debt. Wow. And then after that, we just went into pure consulting. My wife and I went into pure consulting and then we ended up making like half a million dollars the next year. And then all of a sudden businesses started flowing and we've been out here in California for 20 years. It's actually 20 years this past April, which is a couple of weekends ago. April Fool's Day 2002 was the day that we drove out of New York to California (laughs) to do this business. And 20 years later, we're still here. Yeah. So I want to unpack a couple of things here because I think um, the importance of starting a business, I think it's always key. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to quit your job. 
drive across across the country. I mean, yep. you could everybody should have a side gig that they're working on. That's a company, and then with that company, that you know, you do some consulting, you do some, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, and um, with that, that gives you the advantage also of deducting, uh, you know, there's some tax deductions about part of your house for offices, about, uh, you know, some travel, some of this, some of that, uh, your computers, and everybody should have a business on the side. You don't have to make that much money. Uh, if you want to make less of money, that's fine. But if you don't have, you don't have to make that much money for it to be worth it. Um, so I just want to mention that. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you talked about the education system. The education system is a machine to produce employees. Um, so you have to realize that there's a lot of good lessons in there. There's a lot of good things that uh, is being mentioned by, you know, obviously when you go to school, there's a lot of good things. And that's the, probably the only place that you can get some of that information. But again, realize that the education system is there to create, to make you an employee. And so if you're an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur at heart, you want to make, keep that in mind and then grab the information that you need for you to, you know, to start your business or, or to, to build your, your ideas. And I always remember, I mean, I started as an actuary. Oh, okay. So that's what I was studying. And uh, then I started working as an actuary and I, I didn't like it at all. And, uh, but my parents, when I told my parents that I was starting my own, my own company, my own business, uh, doing actually consulting, uh, they were so disappointed. <laughs> and even, <laughs> even then, like even my, my, my mother, like a few years ago, like I told them, I said, you know, I'm doing well, we're doing this, you know, we're doing the real estate, we're doing this kind of things. This is where we live. We're doing well. I said, but, and, but I tell everybody you, you were, you were an actuary. Like she was not proud of me having, you know, numerous businesses and all of that. Yeah. She was, she was still telling people that I was an actuary. It was just like, Oh, wow. Gotcha. <laughs> she was so, yeah, she was ashamed basically mm -hmm. for me to be a business person. So yeah, it's very, very interesting. So I was still surprised by your statistic that only 3% of Americans have their own business. I thought it would be a lot more than that, especially that some people, some of that 3%, some of these, these entrepreneurs, I have multiple companies. Like I have, I oh, have yeah. multiple companies. I'm sure it's the same for you. So that the number of people is actually less than 3% of the population. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's significant tiny. less. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, so, it's tiny, but you know, if you run a business and this is the, this is the interesting thing. Like once you get into actually running a business, um, when you hear people coming down on small businesses or thinking somehow that the small business owner is privileged or they make mm -hmm. all this money and they, it's like, I know it's from somebody who's never run a business before Yeah, because running a business is super hard. Yeah. I, I, it is just not an easy thing, um, especially if you have employees and you're responsible for people's livelihood and their families and, and keeping the doors open and keeping money coming in and keeping expenses down and having a good product. And like, wow, that's a, that's a big undertaking. It, it really is. However, there's something about owning a business where you're using that inner genius. Like that's where I think the magic of having a business is, is it unlocks your inner genius. And I think everybody has an inner genius. You don't have to be smart to run a business. You just have to be inspired by your inner genius to run a business. Yeah. You yeah. Really I think, 
That's right. Yeah. And I think and you're you're a creator. When when you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person. I mean, you are creating. You're creating a, an organization. You're creating a team. Maybe a product, a service, stuff like that. But yeah. you're you're a creator. And to me, it's kind of uh, it's it's a little bit like you know the difference between reading a book and writing a book. It's completely completely different. I mean, reading right. a book, you just kind of like, oh yeah, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> but it's, when it's, you're writing the book, you have yeah. a white page in front of you. It's just like, okay. What do well, I know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what you know what I, I, I find fascinating is I look I love that point that you just made because like starting a business and being creative is almost like being an artist. Mm -hmm. And I would always I, I, I would always be envious of people who could play music or paint or sculpt or something. Because I'm going, where did that come from? Like where did where does that come from? Like they just make something out of nothing. And, and I'm like, it's that inner genius or people call it inner God or God self or non-physical self or intuition, whatever. Yeah. I really believe everybody has this non-physical creative side to them that is really like their spirit talking to them. And, and artists have that because that's where all this comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it all had to start somewhere. You know, Steve Jobs had to start somewhere. Like that thought had to come into his head about the iPhone or the iMac, like, Everybody that's created something, it came from their creative side somewhere. And, and not that you can't do that being a, a career employee, you can, you could bring that into your position, yeah. but there's something about just being out of that open creative space as an entrepreneur, there's like a thousand directions you can go. And right now it's super easy to actually get up and running today in a business than it was 20 years ago. I mean, you have so many things at your disposal now that we didn't have. Um, and so you can really build something quicker here through social media, through using companies like Fiverr to do all of your, you know, your, your business cards, your websites, your logo. It's like, a, it's a global economy that you can literally get on online and actually start doing something and making money. It's a fantastic yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So t tell me about, so we talk about you starting the business, but what yeah. is that business? What is that effortless living Institute or. Yeah. So effortless. Yeah, so Everless Living Institute was a consulting company that we had that was consulting with small business owners. With that, that was like really our core operator, was a person who had a small business that was kind of stuck um, and wanted to take their business, you know, from six figures to seven figures. And that's really what we did for many, many years. And a lot of that was uh, there were two sides to the equation that we would always work with our, our clients. One was the mechanics of their business. Usually they were stuck somewhere mechanically in their business, whether it was, and it, it always usually came down to two things, sales and marketing always came down to two things. Fulfillment is always the easiest thing for people because usually when they start a business, they're doing it based on their own passion about something that they know they can fulfill on. But most people are not good salespeople and they're not good marketers. It's just, that's a skill set, right? You can yeah, hire yeah. people to do that for you. So usually sales and marketing, and that's always been my background. My area of expertise has always been sales and marketing and, and create revenue. So we would do that. But then the other side of the, the consulting we would did was always the mindset stuff. It was always probably at 90% of the time we spent talking entrepreneurs off the ledge. <laughs> that's really what it was. It was getting their head right because, you know, I was, I'm a big fan of, you know, um, our if we don't think big enough, then we just create small. 
Yeah. And, and if you're really small, you'll, if you're just in a small minded way of thinking then you're never, ever going to have the opportunity to build something bigger. So yeah. we would really get people to think really big to the point where they couldn't logically figure out how they were going to achieve their goals. And by doing that, by getting people in that mindset all the time, they couldn't rely on their past in order to make decisions. They had to go inside to their inner genius and have the inner genius come out, their little voice in their head giving them that like relying on the unknown being way out on the limb there. And by doing that, they found strength that they didn't have before. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. like the person, you know, the person who has the hundred thousand dollar year business for five years, they can yeah. do that in their sleep, but ask them to double it, make it a two or $300,000 business. They're like, Whoa. like, they're just so stuck in the hundred thousand. They can't get out of it. Yeah. So we had to like really break a lot of internal neuro patterns that they had in their mind in order to get them to break out. And then once they broke out, okay, then we could do the next hurdle and the mm -hmm. next hurdle. Before you know it, they had a seven-figure business going and yeah, it was yeah. just as easy as the six-figure business. Um, just a couple mm -hmm. of mechanical things and a lot of mindset stuff. And that's what we did for many, many years. I, we had that business for about seven years. Yeah. And then, and yeah. then I started a franchise development company, uh, did that in North America. I had that for about seven years. Um, I wanted to get into, okay, let's do a business in a box and just have people buy that and everything would be done for them. And that was awesome. So I did that with my partner. We did that in US and Canada for about seven years. So yeah. it seems like every seven years I have a business that we build like, and then we sell. You're like a cicada. <laughs> the cicada buzz. I remember those growing up. Sure. <laughs> See, uh, so yeah, I, I want to talk about also about the, the mindset. So there's definitely a mindset about about building a certain size and stuff like that mm -hmm. and kind of like being stuck and i but there's also the idea at the beginning is to start thinking start thinking big from the beginning don't start and it happened to me a couple of times i mean when we uh, when we we had a gourmet sauce company at one point and then oh. but I could have said, oh, yeah, I was just going to make the sauce in our kitchen and we're going to go to, you know, to the, the farmer's market farmer's and, market, uh, and waste my time every weekend yeah. and all that. And then, uh, but I said, no, no, this is, I'm building it for, to be sold across the U.S. and all of that. So Very I'm not going to cook that in my kitchen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do right from the get-go because then, then you have, then you build the whole organization. You build your pricing. You build your transportation you build all of that up front then you can you can scale up if we would have started with our and it happened to a lot of people they start with their kitchen and then they they expand and stuff like that and then they get stuck then they want to go to a co-packer to pack the rest they can't find the right co-packer they can you know all kinds of problems occur sure. and yeah. then the pricing gets off and then they say well forget about it I, it doesn't make sense for us to do this business so that's why you have to do it uh, from the get-go. And the other thing too is that pushing pushing the envelope to scale up and to really think like ten times. What is it going to take me to to multiply my whatever nine times, eight times? I don't want to use the Cardone ten x, but you know what I mean. Like it take, it's a different mindset. So we had another company, our wholesaling company too, where we were kind of, look, we were looking at the numbers and say, okay, yeah, you're doing great. And then, yeah, we can grow at a specific, you know, as we've been growing very organically, but what does it take if we want to do like five times what we're doing this year and uh, what we did last year, we've multiple 500% growth. Mm. 
and so oh my god this is like well we need to hire more people we would need to automate these things is that okay let's do it <laughs> like this that is that all the things but this is the kind of mindset too it's, it's about the mindset and really pushing yourself and say i want to grow i don't want to just grow organically i want to really grow very quickly what would it take what and then when you do this you break you break things things break down you yeah. fix them but then you your systems uh your processes your all of that your team grows to the right size for you to really scale up so this that's is kind of 100 you're mm -hmm. 100 spot on so i like i said i've always instructed my clients to they you know, they give me a number and they go, oh, I want to grow my business by X percent or 20% yeah. or 30%. And I said, well, what is your number? Yeah. Don't tell me about your business. What is the number? Let's back out the number first. What is it you want? Well, here's the thing. Here's a, here's an here's a, a, a simple exercise I, I did with every single one of my clients. When I speak on stages, I have everybody start with this one simple exercise because it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll have people go, I'll say, listen, write down a little 10 line budget for yourself of like, if you had a great life, if you had the life mm -hmm. you want, write down what it was like, write yourself a little monthly budget. What is your monthly budget? How much you want to spend on a house? How much you want to spend on cars and travel and food and clothing and toys and blah, 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 blah. Write that number down. This is the number that if you had this number, oh man, your life would be so kick-ass. So like you would yeah. love this. And I go to the whole room and people range from $15,000 a month to like $100,000 a month. And the funny thing is, I go, if you add this all up, most of you, most of you are writing that you would have the most absolutely insane life if you made $25,000 a month. That isn't even yeah, exactly. a lot of money. Like yeah. that's not a million dollar business. <laughs> you know, $83,000 a month, $83,000 a month is a million dollars. And I said, so somebody would say, oh, you know, I'd always have somebody go, oh, I want to make, you know, a million dollars a year. And I said, how much is that a month? And we go in 83,000. I said, what are you spending the $83,000 a month on? And they go, well, I'd, you know, I'd get a house and I'd spend 10,000 on the house. I go, okay, great. You spend 10,000 on the house. How much for your car? Oh, I want to get a kick-ass car. Maybe it's another 2,000 for a car, right? Most unbelievable yeah. lease car you could have for two grand a month. Yeah. Now you're at 13,000, 12, 13,000. Okay. Yep. How much you want to spend on travel? Oh, 5,000. Okay. Now you're before you know it, they'll only like it $25,000. Yeah. And I go, it's, so it's hard to spend $80,000 a month. Yeah. What are you going to spend the other 60, $50,000 on? They go, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, and I go, exactly. Yeah. I said, you all have been taught this bill of goods to go out and make a million dollars a year because somehow there's this magical number that everybody wants to hit. And I go, no, you back out the number that's great for you. Yeah. And if you back out the number, then you can back out the business number and then you could back out how many, uh, what do you need to do for sales and marketing? How many calls you have to make? How many appointments have to be on your calendar? How many conversions? You oh, can yeah. back that number out and now yeah. you have a plan. Yeah. But don't yeah. do it the other way where you're just going to go into a business to make a lot of money because that always fails because mm -hmm. it just doesn't work that way. I kind of work backwards. Like what's the number you want to have? Yep. And, and I always make it all right. I tell people be okay with the number. Mm -hmm. Your number is just as awesome as somebody else's number. Not everybody wants to make a hundred million dollar business. Yeah. If you know, most people I know, 
boy, if they can make 30 grand a month, take like net to them every month. I said, you can live in any place in the United States and have a charmed life. Yeah. The rest of your life. And that's not even half a million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I, I do this, a similar exercise yeah. on, uh, for passive income, people that want to retire or retire early, start with your budget. Imagine right. what your lifestyle would be prepare the budget. But I think, yeah, I've never used it on this, uh, in this particular context, but this is, this is a great exercise. Um, yeah. So, you know, really say, what is my kick-ass life, my kick-ass life number? Uh, and then, um, you know, back that out. And yeah, $80,000 a year is hard, a month is hard to spend. <laughs> it's hard to spend. Like try <laughs> to spend that. And after two or three months of being crazy and buying whatever the hell you want, yeah, yeah. you're just going to like, it'll get boring. Yeah. <laughs> like just spending money on dumb stuff is just, it just get boring. And yeah. then that's it, you know, and then the rest becomes philanthropic. Like it's a whole nother thing, but yeah. it, at least what it does is it gives somebody a permission to not be so overwhelmed by a number that really is yeah. unnecessary for them to go after yeah. as a small yeah. business owner. That's true. And so how do you, how do you uh, answer the question? Like, so I had some people ask me like, hey, you know, wh why are you always trying to grow these businesses like so big and stuff like that? Like, isn't that, when is it enough? And, you know, why do you keep, why do you keep working so hard? And what? so how do you answer that question? Great question. And, and I would answer is because it's your God-given gift to be a creator here. This is your, your job is not to work for a certain amount of years and be retired. I'm nothing, I'm, I'm not against anybody retiring. Um, I'm just saying that retiring only to me means that somebody has been had to give up something or is leaving something they didn't don't really love anymore. Yeah, yeah. And my goal is is like I'm gonna I'm gonna work and create my entire life. But you know why? Because we have the opportunity to that that's growing. If you're not growing, if you're simply not producing and growing, then you're doing the other thing, which is like you're slowly dying. Yeah, you're yeah. never idle. There's never an idol. It's either you're going up or you're, or you're going down. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because um, this, this over the last 18 months, you know, we, we've had the pandemic, right? And you've seen a great reset in the country. You've seen a great migration of people leaving cities, leaving, like, I don't know about you, but we, we've had 12 sets of friends here in San Diego leave California yeah. in the last 18, year, 18 months. Like, we're almost like, we're down to like, six friends now in California. We used to have like 20 something friends here all yeah. growing up with our kids and everything. And they're all gone. Mm -hmm. They all just, and, but here was the thing, here's the point I want to make. Um, people aren't retiring someplace else. They're just retiring where they're living. Mm -hmm. Like they've had their run here yeah. and now they're chain, change of venue, but they're all growing. They're yeah. not, they're not leaving to go someplace else where they're now retiring they're they're still got their careers they're mm. they're just they're growing someplace else yeah yeah so, I, I, yeah i agree yeah we had a lot of friends too that are they're moving and we're we are talking we are having open conversation with them and we're saying okay well, this is my our thinking like this is what we're looking for we want yeah. to do this we want to do that this is and you know we've been exploring kind of like the the americas and europe and stuff like that about place where we want to be and talk to our kids where would they come and visit with our grandkids and all yeah. that kind of stuff 
and trying to figure out what's the best the best place uh, to be. And yeah. Um, yeah, so we're trying to figure all that out. And we, at least we're having an open conversation with our friends and our yeah, kids and all that to figure that out. So I encourage that everybody should be talking to their friends, especially at, you know, at a certain stage in their yeah. lives when the kids are out of the house and you're starting to think about, okay, where do we want to move now? Where do mm -hmm. we want to live? Where do you want to grow next? It's more, where yeah. do you want to grow next? Yeah. Not where do you want to go to save money or, you know, like that whole mentality is weird because it's almost like you're shrinking instead of saying, Hey, want to move someplace else because we want to grow someplace else. We want to yeah. like in California, everybody's leaving here because they don't like the taxes. Don't like the regulation. Yeah. Don't like the blah, blah. Like there's a thousand things not to like here, but we do have great weather here. Yeah. Everybody loves Southern California. Um, but you can go grow someplace else and, 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 and if you're going to move, then go grow someplace else, yeah. be in the growth of it. Exactly. So say. John, I mean, we've had, we've had a great conversation, but I, we want, there's a few other things that we want sure. to talk yeah, about yeah, that yes. I'm very interested in. So I know that you, you've launched and sold multiple companies like in healthcare, coaching, uh, infinite banking, all of that. And I think your latest project is uh, that Ilium network. Um, would you mind yes. telling us about that? This is great. Like I'm passionate about like, you know, I love this getting out of the rat race, right? Like creating passive income. I've always loved setting up business. Like you're talking about setting up your business from the beginning to be big so you can grow right into it. Well, I have loved the lifestyle businesses. Like I love lifestyle businesses where it doesn't, it's not about me generating money. It's about a system generating money. It's about mm -hmm. a technology generating money. It's all of these things. And so my partner, Jerry Conti, who's been my best friend for 20 years, one of the first people I met when I came out here. Um, and we've been doing businesses for 20 years together. Um, so Jerry and I were in the short-term vacation rental business where we would take homes and we would convert them into luxury properties and put them on Airbnb and VRBO and all these other booking channels. And we were teaching people to do that. We did 19 boot camps. Uh, we had houses all over the United States. We had 24 luxury properties right in Scottsdale, Phoenix with our clients and it was just great. And then what happened was, if you remember during the pandemic, um, in the month of March, when it really hit in 2020, right? Yeah. Yeah. Airbnb came out. If you weren't in this industry, you didn't hear about this, but Airbnb, you know, travel was crazy, right? Because yeah. people were canceling flights and everything. And Airbnb came up and they told everybody, they said, listen, no matter the cancellation policy that you have with the host, if you want to cancel your trip, go ahead and you'll get a full refund. Yeah. Now, if you are a traveler, you're like, whoa, this was great. If you are a property owner host, you were like this. And so Jerry and I lost $600,000 in bookings in one month. Wow. And Airbnb just said, hey, we're overriding, just overriding our our policy and you know you don't like it tough mm -hmm. well that scared jerry and i to death because at any time one of these platforms could just boom yeah, you're absolutely. done whether it's facebook twitter linkedin like yeah. anybody can kick you off somewhere and you're just you're you're done mm -hmm. so we started looking for technology we created a company called boomster and it was Boom STR, like Boom Short-Term Rental. That, that was the name of our company. And it was all about creating technology for short-term vacation rental owners yeah. where we can create your own direct booking site. You can get your own bookings. You can 
you can literally exist outside of the booking sites. Yeah. And so we did that for a number of months. And then right in the midst of that technology play, we got introduced to this little piece of technology called the Helium IoT network. Okay. Now, Helium is a, is a cryptocurrency out there that decided they were going to do something a little different. They wanted to create a new internet that was going to be a peer-to-peer uh, peer-to-peer owned network, like the people's network, where literally there was going to be like a little device called a helium hotspot, right? It's like, it's about this big, yeah. right? You'd put it in your home, you'd plug it in, and then this little box would network with other boxes in the area. And it would create this mesh network of the internet coverage that was not only in your home, but outside your home. And then by doing this, they create this worldwide network. It's a worldwide thing going on right now where um, basically the network was designed and it's called the Internet of Things, the mm-hmm. IoT network. I had no idea what the heck that meant. And I go, what is the IoT network? So I go, the IoT network is an outdoor network, basically, of the Internet where little devices that need to be on the Internet all the time, they need a network. And that network's not going to be a Wi-Fi network and it's not going to be cellular and it's not going to be satellite. There just needs to be another network where little tiny devices, like let's say this was a little temperature sensor that I had at my house that monitors temperature. And I need to get those readings because I'm a real estate owner. I want to make sure that the temperature in my property doesn't exceed a certain thing. This would, if this was outside, this would be need to be hooked up to a network. Well, Mm -hmm. the IOT network is designed for little devices like this. Um, If you ever swiped your credit card at a parking meter downtown, where does your information go? That's an mm-hmm. IOT parking meter. If, if you ever rented the little scooters and you, you, know, you do the app and you ride the scooter around downtown, how do people know where the scooter is? Like, how does the company know where it is? The scooter is on a local IOT network that's just floating around the city. Now, um, if you ever went into a parking garage and it tells you how many empty spaces there are in each level, every one of those little spaces has a sensor that's on an IOT network. So this is like the next thing that's happening is this IoT network that's being built. And these little IoT hotspots called Helium hotspots, there's about 700,000 of them worldwide right now. There's 200,000 in the United States right now. They're in 5,800 cities. It's about two years old. And right now they say it's going to take about 2 million hotspots to cover the entire mainland United States. Wow. Can you imagine this for just a second, that in in the future, in in the next couple of years, two to three years, this network will be so mainstream that even your cell phone, every call that you made will will be going box to box to box to box to box. It's not going to go to a cellular tower. It's not going to go up to the satellites. Everything is going to be on this new network. And here's the best part about it. You want to talk about complete passive income. If you host a box at your home, every time data comes through your home, your box that goes on its way to another box, think of like a railroad. When something comes off your piece of the railroad that you own, you're going to be rewarded money. And the Mm -hmm. money that you're going to be rewarded are tokens called HNT. This is the cryptocurrency, kind of like Bitcoin. Helium has their own token. And so I look at it this way. Imagine when Netflix got started and when Netflix got started, 
they sent, they said, if you would like to raise your hand and have a Netflix box in your house, we'll send you a box, you plug it in. And then after we have enough boxes, we'll start pumping movies and TV shows to the neighborhood. And as people start ordering it, when a TV show has to get someplace and it goes through your box, yeah, we're yeah. going to pay you money. How passive is that? Like, that's exactly what this new IoT network is. So what we did is we created a, a vertical in our business called Linkster. Okay. L-I-N-X-S-T-R. So it was Links short-term rental. We said, let's put one of these IoT boxes on every one of our short-term rentals. It's like a box that literally goes on the house, uh, goes up to the roof. There's a little antenna. You set it and forget it. And we're going to start getting rewards every day from our box, just pinging other boxes in the area. And that's how Linkster got started six months ago. Um, and what we did is we also realized that there were some pitfalls in this, in this whole thing, like the box that was being sold wasn't really good. So what did we do? We hired an engineer from Motorola. We deconstructed the box. And what we did was we made our own box. Oh, really? We had an external antenna. We redesigned this whole thing. And now what we do is we manufacture boxes, we install boxes, and we handle everything. It's a complete done-for-you program. And so what we're doing is we went from just working with short-term vacation rental operators to now it was real estate professionals that had homes. Mm -hmm. Then it went to property management companies that had thousands of homes to now we're dealing with entrepreneurs and everybody else that says, well, how do I get in on this? Like, yeah. how do I, like, how do I get to host a box or multiple boxes so I can earn this? This is the true 100% passive thing, because if we actually, if you're, if you were interested and wanted to have your house evaluated, we do a free property evaluation. It takes about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and we decided, Hey, you have a great location. You can put a hotspot there. We will do the installation. We'll set you up. We'll monitor the whole thing. It's super easy. It's installed in your house in about 20 minutes. All it does is it plugs into the ethernet port of your router. Doesn't mm -hmm. use any of your data. It's just the power of the internet of the ethernet that powers the box. Oh, really? Okay. And that's it. And, and all of a sudden you can start earning tokens, right? Now the tokens are about $25 right now. That's the price of a, of a, of a helium token. token right now. Mm -hmm. But just like Bitcoin that went from 10 cents to $43,000 a token in 12 years, yeah. um, this, is what, this is what's happening now. So we're really positioned beautifully to really help individuals. This could be their retirement plan. This could be your kid's education. This could be funding another business because it could be buying a second home. This could be paying off your mortgage. Um, this is something the, you could just simply add to what you're doing. But so, yeah, let me, because uh, when I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, well, if I'm just getting paid for passing data and stuff like that, like how much, is, how much am I going to get paid? Like I, I'm thinking pennies. And uh, so what, what can someone expect if they're in a, you know, an average location? Great, great question. So on an average location, and what we do is we actually will go through and make sure your house is actually really a good location because not every house is a good location because of the way the antenna would network. Are there trees? Are there other, net, you know, there's a whole process we do. Mm -hmm. But let's say, for example, you have a helium hotspot, one of our Linkster boxes, we installed at your property. And you earn five tokens a month. Let's just really? say five tokens. That would be on the low scale, but let's say it's five tokens a month. And that doesn't seem like a whole lot, right? Mm -hmm. 
at the end of the year, that's 60 tokens. Mm-hmm. You take that over 10 years, that's 600 tokens. Now, right now, now let's say you just accumulated it because that's what everybody's doing right now. Accumulate mm-hmm. the token. It's almost like a stock. Accumulate as many things as you can because right now helium's at $20. In the next few years, helium's supposed to go to $250 by 2027. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go out 10 years. Let's say helium goes to $500 a token. Now, remember, Bitcoin went to almost $60,000 a token in 10 years. And I'm not saying it's going to do that, but let's... Yeah. Let's say even $500 a token and you have, and you have 600 tokens, you're sitting on $300,000 as a payday mm-hmm. in 10 years yeah. on a single box. Yeah. Now, the goal of Linkster here is we want to put 20,000 hotspots out in this 2 million network that's going to be getting built. We're about 10% in. We're, we're doing evaluations every day. We're mm-hmm. sending out equipment every day. We're doing installs every day. Our goal in the next three years is to put 20,000 boxes out. Wow. Okay. So, and individuals, and, per- and the thing yeah. is, is that we want to, we want to bring people in. We, this yeah. is a peer to peer business. So everybody, I guarantee you, everybody listening here, either their property is good, or if they don't, they can find 10 of their friends and family in their phone right now, and they can find a really killer property and then the next 30 days, they could be up and running and just having an extra source of income in their, in their house wow. for doing nothing. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're handling it all. So that's, I'm just telling you on the low end, that's probably what you could be doing about 60 tokens a year. On the high end, it could wow. be 100 or 200 tokens a year. And when this really spikes, um, wow, it's a, it's a payday. And that's what well, I'm looking I'm just, for. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked it was that much. I thought it'd be, I was expecting like pennies. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, this is, and here's the funny thing. This is what's going on right now is there people are earning about five to 10 tokens a month, but the box doesn't have any data. It's just, they're paying people to have their box network with other boxes as they're building out the network. Okay. But as soon as the network is complete, it becomes a data play. Mm-hmm. And right now, get this, there's going to be 75 billion, would it be? New devices are going to be hooked up to the IoT network in the next 72 months. Wow. This is like everything is going to be IoT. Your house yeah. will be, everything will be IoT. Yeah, I already have my microwave, my ovens, my fridge, my, <laughs> they're all right? hooked up. <laughs> and and I, I'm sure it's probably on your Wi-Fi network in your house, but that's yeah, all going right, to go yeah. away. And the reason being is, is because the IoT network runs on a thing called long fi lower rants where it's mm. very very inexpensive but it goes very very far mm-hmm. this is the reason why it was the, developed for devices because think about it if you have 30 devices just in your house and it's on your own wi-fi network that is going to gobble up your data yeah yeah the yeah. iot network it's just built for data and it's very inexpensive and this is why companies once the network is built the companies are paying for the data so they can see their devices. This is yeah. what the, the wave of the future is. This is web 3.0 where we get to own the network. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, John, so this is great. So if some if uh, people want to reach out to you and about the, the Linkster box and all that kind of stuff, uh, where can they reach out to you? Okay, um, I'll, I, if you like, I'll give, I'm gonna give everybody my phone number. 
Okay. I'm wow. very transparent. This is, and everybody, this is my cell number. All right. This is my cell number. So I'm just going to, I always give it to everybody because I'm, I'm that giver, I'm that giver guy. So my phone number is 516-817-2702. So that's 516-817-2702. Shoot me a text. Say that I was, I was on a, Break on the podcast the show race. here. Yeah. yeah. Please, please say you're on the, just text me. Say I was on the podcast show. Um, I saw I'd like to know about Linkster. I'll hook you. I'll hook you right up. If you want to go to our website and just get information and, and we'll even give you a report and we could even do a free evaluation of up to 10 mm -hmm. of your properties, then it's just simply Linkster with an X. So L-I-N-X-S-T-R.com yeah. yeah. forward slash training. So okay. it's Linkster.com forward slash training. And you can go in there. You can get right on my calendar. Uh, we can book. And then what we do is we actually do a live. We'll get on a Zoom call and I'll take you through all of our software. We'll actually look at your properties and right on the spot, we'll tell you which are the good ones and which are the ones that we would pass on. Okay. We can get you up and running in 30 days. Wow. Excellent. Well, thank yeah. you, John. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, thank you for sharing all your uh, your knowledge and expertise in, uh, in all the different businesses that you've done. And, uh, and good luck on your new venture, Linkster. Thank you very much. It was awesome. Uh, loved being on your show today. Appreciate Great. all. Thank you, John. Okay, take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.